You know, Travis, I'm very depressed. What's that? I've, I've just, I got a, I got a black void in me. I got a hole of sorrow. Have you considered doing something about that? Uh, I was thinking that, uh, perhaps I could get some stuffed animals. No. Oh. Um, or just, like, fill it with various, like, shopping, um, or... Right, those are... Those are temporary things. Yeah, but I can't. I cannot fathom why why I'd suddenly be so depressed. I it's probably I can't. I don't think it's the. I don't think it's the pandemic. I don't think it's being trapped in my house for extended periods of time. No, it's not that. Uh, no, I don't think it's that. Mm. I don't think it's the state of the economy or like the political scape or just like the the world slowly burning due to various climate troubles. Ruled all those out, huh? No, I think it's something else, but I'm not entirely sure what. Get back to me when you find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so let. <laughs> way to way to ch- switch up the game. I I gave you the bait and you were like, nope, I'll not play your fishing Have you game. Have ever heard of yes knowing? Oh, it's the one that's like, yes, I agree that you're doing a bit, but no, I will not help you with it's it. It's from the Travis McElroy School of Improv. Sh- sure, sure. Uh, we're talking about the Shadow Dragon, an appropriately depressed dragon. <laughs> Uh, that has spent a good chunk of their lives, well, perhaps not even a good chunk, but enough time in the Shadowfell, which is like the sad plane of death and sad. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I never consider it the sad plane. It's always just kind of the weird, dark, angry plane to me. Yeah, but... <laughs> well, Shadowfell's weird, right? Like, so it's the province of the Raven Queen, who's like the goddess of death in uh, the, the traditional Dawn War pantheon of D&D stuff. Uh, but it usually articu- articulates as just like, we're the... The, like, kind of, just, like, the sad aberrations the dark, go. The dark, the dark, edgy. Yeah, uh, the edgelord place. It's, like, the, it's the opposite, it's on the opposite scale of the Feywild, right? Where the Feywild is all, like, whoa, you can't tell, <laughs> wild card, baby. What's the, it's the mania and... And depression, right? Like, manic depressive <laughs> disorder. Yeah, and depression, is, sure. Yeah. I can't remember what the other one is from the Shivering Isles. Oh, mania dementia is dementia, the one from okay. Shivering Isles, specifically. Yeah. Uh, but... The, yes, the Shadowfell is the, like, the inverse of that, where everything's sad uh, and edgy all the dang time. But, you know, I went in, so that's the, that's the baggage. Right. That's the context. I was shocked to find that Shadow Dragons are actually just kind of cool. Yeah, I only know them to be cool. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, I guess it's the Shadow thing, I wouldn't think of them as, like, Shadow Bay Dragons mm. at all. Mm-hmm. I never hear them associated with the yeah the shadow fell at all yeah nobody ever talks about them being like that yeah so yeah yeah i yeah i guess what i mean by cool is like not edgy like i was expecting to get into the lore and it being a whole bunch of like the sorrow drake from the death <laughs> times but it's like mostly like it almost like the book mentions that some of this just happens by accident like they just kind of oh fell into the hole like it's oh beans yeah oh, dang i got myself <laughs> stuck in that hole uh, so that's, like, fun and good. Uh, and mechanically, like, these guys are pretty great because they function on the, like, as soon as they're not in darkness, it all of their stuff melts down. Yeah. And I love, a, I love a monster that has, like, a really clear, actionable weakness. Uh, that's quite cool. Yeah, like, more of a weakness than a vulnerability, even. Yeah, like, it almost sucks to be a shadow dragon. Yeah. Like, it makes you just worse well, for it the is, most part. It is very good to be a shadow dragon also because they get cool shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, they, they do get some cool shit, but for the most part, like... I feel like the 
It's like it's like <laughs> vampire rules, right? Yeah, like if you... I I did call them before like Dra- Draco liches, but better. Yeah, but they are also like like Draco liches, but crazier. Yeah, like there's there's just like there's this one. It's the exhaust port on the Death Star. <laughs> if you do this one little thing, everything cl- collapses. Right. Everything crumbles. So let's uh, get into what these guys look like, because I do kind of like the picture. Yeah, I do like it. So artistically, what we have here, it's a uh, it's a red dragon. So uh, generally, this is another like template kind of dragon, right? Yes. So like like before with the Draco Lich, you can just kind of slap shadow onto the dragon and then it changes whatever it previously was. This is a, a red dragon, right? It has the, the like horned ridge thing that's kind of become the iconic red dragon thing in D&D. Right, the two simple kind of... Yeah, the like horns that become a brow uh, yeah. on it. And then beyond that, like it looks like a dragon. It has the like fin jaw thing. Uh, it's scaly. It's covered. Like all the scales are variously monochrome and black. Uh, the, it's got, like, wings. It's a dragon, right? Like, it's a dragon. Yeah. It, it would be interesting to throw this at a player thinking about it now that doesn't know, like, mm. the chromatic or, like, about shadow dragons. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're fighting a black dragon. And then... Nope. No, sir. Not exactly, <laughs> young men. That also would have been a cool, like, oh, we're fighting a blue dragon, right? And then it just falls <laughs> off and it's a Draco Lich. That would have been also a cool thing. Uh, posthumously. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, uh, so, like, the effect stuff is kind of cool. So, like, its wings, they just disperse yeah, into they mist. Just slowly disappear. Yeah. Like, they just, like, melt away, and that's quite cool. I do like the idea that it leaves, like, a trail behind it as it flies. Yeah, like, like a Jack Rider. And that is all, like, its hands kind of have these, like, shadow pools in them, and, like, its, its scale, like, its fins. Yeah, uh, it looks like the, are the kind of like, melting away a little bit. of fin across its back is constantly kind of vaporizing. Yeah, which is just cool. Like,. I, I would like, there are a few monsters that I would like gifts of, like <laughs> League of Legends style action menus <laughs> of, and I think Shadow Dragons are one of them. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I like that uh, this one actually gives us what we wanted with the Draco Lich, which is the glowing eyes and mouth. Yeah. Like the magical. Yeah, like the Balrog kind of thing. I always like that when the eyes and mouth glow the same the same color is, yeah. it's always quite cool i also like how fucking ripped the dragon is <laughs> well yeah. look at that arm that's a fifth edition staple though everything's kind of ripped i know but it's like <laughs> dramatically ripped it's not like it's not i'm not talking like bulk dragon <laughs> right it's got you can it's see like, like a, all the muscle that's definition a, yeah like... that's a cordy dragon right there <laughs> and that's that's quite good before I, he became a shadow he was really working his delts mm-hmm I'm actually surprised at how not spiked this thing is. Yeah, like, you would expect all down its tail to be all spikes, but it's yeah. just a lot of fins and a lot of well, wisps. That... And... Yeah, like, even on its body, like, there aren't that many ridges. It's kind of just like a, a, a lean dragon. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, like compare that to, like, the Bone Devil, where it's just, like, an explosion on legs the right? spikiest thing in existence yeah but nothing in its name yeah, implies there... it has to be the spikiest thing yeah i was kind of expecting there to just be more stuff but i guess you know now that i'm looking around like D is actually pretty pretty good with its silhouettes yeah i've i've started to come to realize like most of them are just person shaped with some stank on top whether that be wings or a a monster head or something yeah it's pretty good that they stuck to kind of what it is it was like this is a shadow template and it just kind of makes it 
yeah. shadowy. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I, I think, you know, we were sticking around in demon territory for so long that I forget that most of the art in 5th edition are, is mostly kind of chill. Yeah. Right? Like, we, we were too long. We were in the everything has to be badass and cool. Yeah. But... Yeah. But, like, compared to, like, a 4th edition or whatever, this is pretty pretty relaxed right like yeah i i spoiler i just played doom eternal the other day <laughs> uh and it's I, it was i i feel like i got it in my head that you know something some things are more like inflated in terms of design than they necessarily need to be yeah bro like <laughs> fifth edition is quite subtle compared to the likes of like doom or darksiders or shit like that yeah I was trying to find a picture of the Shadow Dragon from 4th Edition, and I guess 4th Edition just didn't have one. Mm. Which is weird, because 4th Edition has a lot of Shadow Yeah, stuff. and this seems like, like the lot. prime, yeah, this seems like prime real estate for 4th fourth, fourth Edition stuff. But it seems like it it has like a, a statistics section, but mm. there's no art I can find, which means mm. I think they might have put that in like the... It's the forbidden knowledge. <laughs> Well, I was going to say it might be like how 5th edition just has sections where there's just no picture for the thing it's talking about. It was too, the picture was too much. They, was too, they're, they're still designing it, it to badass. this day. Like, sh- you talk about spikes, there's too many spikes. They're still putting the spikes on. <laughs> like, we, we'll have to call in. You know when you, when you write on a paper too much and it tears through? Mm. They're doing spikes layered on top of each other for yeah. so long. It's but... just one big spike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the third edition was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it does the opposite of what we just talked about with kind of the smoke thing mm-hmm. that this one does. And instead, shadow, I guess, just means kind of transparent. Ooh, the, it's pretty. The wing, Yeah, the wings and the fins are all kind of transparent and bug-like yeah. to me. Well, that uh, the book says that the wings become transparent, mm. uh, but we don't quite get that in the art for 5th edition. So. Yeah. I, I do like that. I, I like it. I like the transparent yeah. wings. It reminds me of Seat the Scalas oh, yeah. from Dark Souls. That's I like a, good. Yeah, I like a dragon that has, like, butterfly or moth wings. I think that's a cool a cool look. Yeah, it's, an, it's a neat effect, especially when you kind of draw a picture like this and you can see the body through the wings. I mm-hmm. think it looks good. Yeah, it's a good pose. I like that quite a bit. Um, and then just before that, it was what you expect, which is just a, <laughs> a dragon from an earlier edition, but they made it black. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah, it's just like Renaissance pictures, you yeah. know, that that good good. Yeah, third edition, they really went in it, and then I yeah. guess there was no fourth edition, and now we've got this one. Yeah, yeah. I bet you we can find a fourth edition Shadow Dragon somewhere, but... Yeah, I <laughs> I looked around quite a bit. I... I, I'm i just imagining a lumpier version of the fifth edition one. <laughs> yeah, probably. So in terms of the lore that we get, uh, the book tells us that shadow dragons are dragons that were either born in the Shadowfell or have spent an amount of time in the Shadowfell, like a couple years or some amount of years. Uh, the book is a little vague as to how many. The book tells us that uh, sometimes these dragons, you know, they might like purposefully go into the Shadowfell to do that transformation uh, and become more powerful or whatever. The book also implies that sometimes it just happens. It says that sometimes ancient dragons will just like be napping and then some, you know, suddenly grab or grab and put into a different dimension altogether. <laughs> and whoops, now I'm in. And and it's cool. It does the thing where, um, like I talked about with the Abyss, where they ascribe, like, intention to a plane of existence. The book says that the Shadowfell likes the, the power of these humongous reptiles, these great reptiles, <laughs> the book says. Which is a weird, like, weird categorization thing. I uh, yeah. 
just referring to these referring to a dragon as a reptile, reptile is a strange choice, <laughs> but it is a choice. But yeah, it does that thing that I do really like, where like the Shadowfell just like craves that dragon, yeah, and wants them in. <laughs> so sometimes dragons will just like show up, and then oh, now I'm sad by degrees, and the the act of being in the Shadowfell transforms them. Their wings become transparent, uh, and their skin, you know, their scales like blacken, and they just like become sad. When you said sometimes they just whoop and they're pulled into the... I, I had, like, a different thought where I was imagining a bunch of wizards going around just, like, plane-shifting <laughs> dragons into the shadow. Gotcha. Just like, get out of my plane. All right. And just kind of doing that. And it's all backfired. What a great concept for an exterminate, like, an adventure. Like, oh, you want me to take care of the dragon? Yeah, I can do that. Boop. Plane shift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gone. Good. Yeah, it's quite good. <laughs> Uh, and fits perfectly into banishing stuff, which is my preferred means of dealing with my <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons problems. Uh, the book tells us that they become kind of infused with shadow in that kind of uh, vague way that games like to make shadow a power. Yeah, make uh, it a physical thing that can be in you. Whatever. Uh, but it's not like, it's, I, so when like World of Warcraft does it and there's like shadow damage, it's whatever yeah uh i kind of like this because it's not necessarily like the, the power of it right like the dragon just comes in its body changes it gets really sad just like how i've experienced <laughs> uh my puberty as well where suddenly i just my <laughs> body changed and... and my body i just got really sad uh i like the idea that um so the book tells us that they're they become like uh, they they find sunlight abhorrent, right? It becomes like their one weakness, right? So they get a whole bunch of shadowfell powers, but if they're exposed to sunlight, it kind of washes all of this stuff away, mm-hmm. and they become sunlight averse. And we find that to be wildly super true <laughs> in the stats in a really cool way that I like, kind of neat in like a really cool humanizing way. Uh, the book tells us that they spend so much time on the shadowfell they they like will start to, like, draw other people in just to, like, keep them company just because they're just, like, sad and lonely sitting in this cave in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and I, I think that's quite cool. And I think that would be, like, a really neat, at least, like, adventure hook, like, for, like, a session or two. Like, right. oh, we found ourselves plane shifted through to the magics of this strange dragon who just wants to, like, party with us, right? Like, we're not gonna <laughs> go slay it. It just wants to hang out with us and we need to get out of here because the world's ending and we gotta go help because we're the main characters. <laughs> or like the king has sent you to go kill the dragon or whatever in the area. Oh, it is just and sad. you get there and it like start it starts talking to you. <laughs> you want some as tea? Opposed, as opposed to like, come on, sit down. We can we can play Scrabble. Come back to my place. It's great. Well, let's hang out. <laughs> oh, you're leaving? Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's just actually just gotta follow me through this portal real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's something that happens uh, with a few sort of like grand villains in D and D. So like uh, Strahd. Uh, Strahd Vanzarovich does this as well, where, like, their their hubris is just, like, the desperation of, <laughs> of wanting another person to be around them. Mm-hmm. And I, I always kind of like it when D&D does that, because it's just, like, a good... I feel like it's more relatable or, mm. like, more, more approachable than, like, the Thanos, like, people must be killed because we're a blight on the planet, right? Like, it's, right. it's a less, like... It's humanizing to a part of the the brain we have that like right because like we associate with yeah I mean? yeah there aren't a whole lot of like good sins that make like a complex <laughs> villain out of right yeah. like loneliness is a good loneliness sin. is like a good sin right <laughs> like everybody's like it's not like i'm i'm so horny i gotta kill the right like it's not lust 
like greed is a little bit too cartoonish. Holy uh, dragons! Well, I just don't. Uh, we can't. But but like loneliness and desperation, I think, is a good flaw for a villain. Yeah. And then the book tells us that they sometimes eat these guests anyway because they're dragons. And, yeah. Yeah, food. Of course. Which, like, sure, that's also, like, you know, that's the other half of that. That, like, you know, grasping kind of, like, yeah. abusive relationship just kind of thing. Stay here in my house forever or with I'll eat me you. and have fun or I'll eat you, yeah. you know? Yeah. We can just hang out forever or I'll eat you if you try to leave. Let's exactly. It's that kind of thing that is also uh, name-checked in that Curse of Strahd, uh, Ravenloft kind of stuff. Alternatively, the book does this weird, says this weird thing where, uh, like, some of the dragons will just become despondent and hang out in the Shadowfell forever. But, like, some, it says they're happy to leave, and I'm not sure if that refers to, the, like, the people that Shadow Dragons bring in or to the dragons themselves. I was trying to figure that out, too. I was sitting here reading it. I read it over and over and over, and it looks like... It is following the sentence that begins with some shadow dragons. Yes. So, like, some of these dragons, I guess, like, the idea is that, so, so, okay, so here's the thing. All uh-huh. right. I see how the context goes. Uh, some of them, you know, transform. They feel hideous and monstrous and they don't want to go. So they just, like, uh, you guys come, you suffer the same fate as me. Yeah. Uh, some of them are, like, eh, fuck it. Like, like it's, it's ascribing, now. yeah, like, it's ascribing... Uh, intention from the beginning, right? Like, they go into the Shadowfell specifically to get this power. Right. Uh, and then Scarper in order to utilize it, which is fine. Fine and cool, and much more, like, traditionally villainous, if that's your your kind of thing. Yeah. Basically, using the Shadowfell is, uh, like, becoming a lich, but sadder. <laughs> yeah. The book tells us that only true dragons can become shadow dragons. They know, they know turtle dragon stuff coming on in there. Uh, but more interestingly, the book tells us that, uh, Draco liches are specifically exempt from this because, you know, obviously they become undead and are no longer thus classified as dragons. Yeah. It almost, like, strikes me as, like, the Fallout New Vegas thing of, like, you know, you get your companion and at the end of their character arc, they're like, should I stay <laughs> this way or should I go and do this other thing? Yeah, and like... I, I almost like the idea of, like, a choose-your-own-villain kind of thing <laughs> where, like... I, and I don't quite know what the finer details of this would look like, but like you're the drag the red dragon that's been you know your your primary antagonist for this entire section of game or whatever suddenly is at a crossroads where they go either down the lich road or down the shadowfell ro- road uh, and I'm I'm kind of interested to see like I'm imagining almost like a Pokemon helix fossil thing where like <laughs> we get one. That leaves the other one open. I was going to say, I imagine it, it to be like a behind-the-screen DM thing, where mm-hmm. they're like, all right, I'm going to have them be doing one of these two ritual things. And yeah. whenever one of the players stop, I'm just going to do the other one. Yeah, like just... like the players have the choice of like either we go and get the lich knowledge, or we go and open a path to the Shadowfell, and yeah. then by degrees the, the dragon pursues them. I kind of like, I don't know, I don't know how you would put it on the agency of the player, though, because that's kind of what I'm right. I'm aiming for. Uh, I I don't know how that would look, but, you know, choose your own villain seems like a fun idea. Put that in your notebooks or don't. <laughs> but importantly, dragons that do become shadow dragons get a whole retinue of traits and whatnot that we'll talk about in a minute. In the meantime, I like, in terms of, like, adventure hooks, I like you know, being dragged in with the dragon's magic. I like, like, you know, we, we're we in the Shadowfell right now, or whatever. 
uh, and the Shadar Kai or whatever is like, go and slay the beast. And then it shows up and it's like, hey guys, come party with me. Um, I also like the idea of like, this could be a really cool after the fact kind of thing. Like I wouldn't mind like a research log style, like, you know, the dragon keeps a journal or whatever of its transformation. And by the time you reach it, it's just like gone totally Dark Souls hollow. Right. Uh, and then by degrees, you can find the like, its descent into Shadowfell suffusion or like infusion. Which should be cool because if you guys are in the Shadowfell, the players are also experiencing the same thing and it becomes this like joined kind of kind of feeling. Yeah. Especially like sorry. No. Especially if the, the dragon is a metallic dragon, right? Like it doesn't necessarily need to be an evil an evil boy from the start, and I think it might you could do like a cool Artorius of the Abyss thing, yeah, or like, like this... a, a good dragon that's been drawn into this realm of sadness and yeah, evil. Yeah, either by accident or like by intent. Like the shadow fell, it's leaking in. I have to go and seal the portal from the inside, and then it's it's you know it becomes sad dragon hours. Yeah, uh, and by the time you find it, it's just eaten whatever. So that would be quite cool. Yeah, I also like the idea of um, one coming out from the opposite direction, right? Like if you find a shadow dragon and like, cause this could be, um, I forget what the like deal is with the shadow fell, but this could be like the start of, uh, of like an intrigue thing, right? Like if, if some like shadow Kai or whatever inside the shadow fell released a shadow dragon into the material plane and then everybody's like, go and fight the black dragon. And then it's like, wait a minute, that ain't, that ain't no regular dragon I never seen before. No, sir. <laughs> and then, you know, this could be like the start of your shadow fell adventures. Because their stat block isn't that big. I mean, like, obviously oh, it yeah. depends on the kind of dragon you use, but the one that's listed is just a CR-13, which is well within the margins of, like, a mid-to-later game Shadowfell adventure. Yeah. I I do think that in Artorias-style, like, Metallic Dragon being turned into a Shadow Dragon is uh, cooler, because I like metallic dragons for fights more than i like chromatic dragons because yeah. they get like more than one breath weapon yeah and they get to keep their weird breath weapon as a shadow dragon that's true yeah uh so uh, yeah i like that yeah best. yeah yeah so let's uh let's talk about its mechanical stuff real quick So bearing in mind that all of these types of dragons can differ basing, based on the, the kind of dragon that they were before they turned into a shadow dragon, the one that we get in the book is a young dragon. Yeah. Uh, so it's not an adult, it's not ancient yet, uh, so it's going to be a little bit weaker than if it would have been otherwise. But the one that we do get in the book, if you were to just take it and put it in a game, is a CR-13 dragon, chaotic evil. It's based off of a red dragon, and those ones are, like, the, the big scary ones. Yeah. It has an average armor class of 18. It has 178 hit points, which is, uh, you know, kind of in that weird, technically below average, but not really for D&D kind of thing. Uh, and then it also has a 40-foot run speed, a 40-foot climb speed, and then an 80-foot fly speed, which I believe are all red dragon things. Yep. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, so Travis has the stats up for just regular young red dragons. Young red dragons yeah. Are these consistent is it an ac of 18 yeah that's all that stuff is the same okay. and i think the 
Yeah, all the ability scores are the same too. Okay, so then it all has its 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 attributes, its ability scores. It has crazy high strength because it's dragon. Its dex is fine. Its constitution is super high because it's dragon. Its intelligence is high because dragon. Wisdom is fine, and then charisma is high because dragon. Yeah, notably, a young red dragon is a CR ten, so becoming a shadow mm, raises throws... your CR by three yeah. instead of two that a Draco Lich did. So there you go. Yeah. It's Shadow is slightly stronger, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but with one big old problem. Yeah, well, problem. I feel like the weakness kind of undercuts the... Yeah. <laughs> it gets a bunch of bonuses to its saving throws. Dexterity and Constitution and Wisdom and Charisma. Uh, fortunately, it does not have the magic resistance. So, you know, if you want to, like, do do spells, if you happen to cast spells as a D- Dungeons & Dragons player... You can actually do them. Yeah, that's actually like a thing for dragon fights. The yeah. old Draco liches get magic resistance, but regular the dragons ones. don't. You can just fucking cast spells <laughs> in Dungeons and Dragons. I know. Wow. It has bonuses to its perception and stealth skills. Uh, the stealth thing is uh, like a Shadowfell thing, right? Because you become translucent, translucent and spectral. You're sneakier, uh, yeah. and we'll find that dragons get a couple another cool thing that helps bolster their their sneakiness yeah they specifically get like expertise in it which mm. is cool yeah that's instead neat. of just regular proficiency which i like yeah yeah i dig that it has damage resistances to necrotic uh because of the shadow stuff it makes them resistant to necrotic damage uh, and then it also has a fire immunity which is just a, a function of it being a red dragon if it was a different kind it'd have a different immunity yeah it has blind sight out to 30 feet, dark vision out to 120 feet, and a passive perception of 18, which is quite good. Uh, the blind sight is a dragon thing. The dark vision out to 120 feet, that's the same? Yep, dragon thing. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure if maybe it got doubled or whatever because Shadow Dragon. Nah, dragons can just see everything forever. Cool. <laughs> Rad. Uh, and then it also speaks common and draconic because dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here is some of the, the Shadowfell stuff. It gets three traits... The first one is called Living Shadow, where when it's in dim light or in darkness, it is resistant to damage. Just damage in general that's not force or psychic or radiant. And that's pretty cool. I dig it. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, like, I specifically dig it because it has a weakness, right? Like, if it was just resistant to all these kinds of dragon types or damage types because of shadow fell stuff, it would be shitty. But because, you know... Because, and it's such, like, a clear and obvious, like, oh, it's a nighttime dragon. I do sun. Yeah. Like, it's I so, like... bright light. <laughs> yeah, it's so, like, immediately parsable, like, of course. And then I almost wish that, like... Again, like, I kind of wish this dragon had some spells, because I wish it had, like, a counterspell or a dispel magic yeah. to turn the fight into, like, a no, no light for you, yes light for or, me. Or, like, the spell darkness. Yeah, or something like that. Because it can pretty much see through that, right? It has blind sight. Uh, yes, it does. So, so yeah, technically, yeah. Second trait that it has is called Shadow Stealth. This is something that we see with, like, shadowy creatures every now and again. Uh, It basically lets the dragon take the hide action as a bonus action, turning it into kind of like a hide-and-seek fight, which is kind of cool. I mean, like, it's a large... Oh, it's a large dragon, but that is a function of it being younger, right? So, okay. Uh, So, obviously, like, it's still, like, sizable, but I do kind of like the idea of, like, this happened, like, in Jurassic World or something, like, the big thing that's (laughs) just really good at sneaking around is something that i quite like i always i i thought it would say something about it but i guess it doesn't actually do this i always thought that shadow stuff and like shadow dragons like melded into the shadow like mm-hmm. into the wall like style, a chameleon kind of thing kind of like a chameleon or like 
halfway into the wall, into the shadows. Oh, like walks like an incorporeal movement kind, kind of thing? Kind of, yeah. I always thought it was like that, but I guess it's not. Yeah, I wonder if that would just be too much, right? Like, Maybe, Because yeah. this is a young dragon, whatever, but if you were to slap incorporeal movement or whatever, like a ghost, onto an ancient dragon, right. that'd probably be like kind of crazy especially like if you had to like run away or something right right the, the only reason i th think that is, or say that is because like if it's already hiding mm -hmm. you already don't know where it is mm -hmm. right and so like the solution is to put light on it so that you can find it and then it would just kind of out of the wall right so i don't know yeah but. i'm imagining so like in a perfect world uh, and these dragons, if they are a little bit later on in level, they can get some of their layer actions and whatnot. The book tells us that you can put whatever layer actions it would have had otherwise. Right. Uh, if you want. I'm imagining, like, a, kind of like a layer battle of sorts, right? Like, I'm imagining you're fighting it in its lair, and you're kind of, like, the dragon has some sort of layer action or, like, a scroll or something that lets it take precautions against just having light put on it. Right. That's right. fair. Yeah. Which could be a cool, like adventure path of of a sort right like the dragon has a darkness glyph put somewhere in its lair you got to find it and destroy it before you can kill the dragon that'd be kind of fun yeah shadow dragons also have sunlight sensitivity which is the the like weakness thing where when it is in sunlight the dragon has disadvantage on attack rolls as well as on perception checks that rely on sight which is cool i dig it uh it's like a specifically sunlight thing too so like you you could this could be a way of gating things right like if you want to fight this specific kind of young dragon uh you can have the players go out and search for like a scroll of of sunlight or whatever that druid spell is i i always forget about the perception checks based on sight thing mm -hmm. because like that i never think about the idea that like it would be easier for a rogue to hide in the sunlight against this thing it's kind of cool that's huh? kind of fun i mean it doesn't like super <laughs> really matter anyway because of the blind sight right uh but it is kind of cool <laughs> so that is kind of all we get for shadow dragon traits obviously they'll have more or less depending on whatever the actual dragon that is uh amending yeah. has in terms of its actions it can make a three-part multi-attack where it does a bite and then two claw attacks the bite that we get here is a plus 10 to hit which is pretty pretty accurate it's above above average accuracy it has a 10 foot reach because it's a large creature uh and on a hit it does 17 2d 10 plus 6 piercing damage plus 3 1d 6 necrotic damage and i imagine that is a function of so the yeah so so typically red dragons would do that 1d6 fire but because it's shadow it's necrotic instead so yep. you know it's self-scaling it's clean clean code yes sir yeah although i guess well you know, yeah this would be one of those fights where you had to like uh if you were going and expecting a red, red dragon and you're wearing like armor of fire resistance yeah. which could like, also oh oops that could be kind of a cool <laughs> oh shit moment of like the red dragon has been terrorizing us go get him and then by the time you get there it's <laughs> Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Do we have necrotic resist? We don't? Oh. <laughs> it also can do a claw attack, which also has a plus 10 to hit. It has a 5-foot reach and does 13 2d6 plus 6 slashing damage. The, I, the ranges on these are funny to me for some reason, because mm -hmm. they're the opposite of what they are for every other creature. Because mm -hmm. the claws on large creatures are usually the 10-foot reach, and the bite is the 5, because it's, yeah. like, in your face. Yeah. But I... I had, like, tried to rationalize that in my head, and I was like, oh, yeah, dragons got long necks. Yeah, they have really long necks and <laughs> stubby little arms. arms. <laughs> yeah, so this is true for all of the, the other dragons as well, is the they, they long necks get them a long bite. 
and their stumpy little arms get them a, a small claw. Um, the damage budget is a fair bit below what I was expecting uh, for a creature of this. So what is it's like what a CR ten? Yeah, traditionally. Mm. Um, and it gets a bite and two claws. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that kind of checks out for what it is. It's just because it's a CR thirteen creature. I was expecting it to do more damage. So this is kind of a weird sticking point, where like this is one of those weird creatures where just because the cr is 13 doesn't necessarily mean you should use it in a cr 13 fight yeah it's it seems to be only a cr 13 because it has like more resistances yeah but it it's easy to get rid of those yeah you can with a little bit of thought just you can do dancing it. lights does it because dancing lights is bright light mm -hmm. yeah so like a cantrip can yeah. get rid of it's one big thing yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like that that's kind of an un, uh, strange boost yeah it see i think specifically the cr goes up this much because of like the extra effect of its breath weapon maybe mm -hmm. which we'll get to yeah i guess but you know damage budget wise now it doesn't seem to be it's not fair it's kind of a weird metagame thing where like because you can't totally tell what monsters in D, D actually are weak to the things you'd expect them to be weak to yeah so like it almost feels like like the cr is raised that high just under the assumption that the players won't even waste their action doing dancing lights right and shit like that which which feels bad like a yeah. bad game design thing yeah yeah oh well the other action that it can take is shadow breath it recharges on a five or six and what happens is that the dragon, you know, splurts out a whole bunch of necrotic damage, in, in this case a 30-foot cone. Uh, if it was another kind of dragon, it would be farther out. I do like the idea of, like, a 90-foot line of this energy, actually. Yeah, that would be like kind of like a... a yeah. Like Midir at the yeah. end of Dark Souls. <laughs> uh, yes, it does, in this case, it does 56, 16d6 necrotic damage. Uh, if you if you fail your DC 18 deck save, which is... Which is one higher, actually, than the young dragon normally. 17 is usually it, but it's it goes up oh, to one. Oh, so that's like the one weird bit of scaling, because that's average for a 13 DC ah. creature, uh, which is kind of strange, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so keep that in mind. Pump up <laughs> your shit by one to keep with the CR change or something. If a humanoid is reduced to zero HP by this attack, it dies instantly, and then it does the thing where, you know, a shadow rises from its corpse uh, and acts immediately after the dragon in, in terms of initiative stuff, and that the, the shadow is under its control. So it kind of does that death tyrant thing from way back when, where it instantly kind of creates ads for itself from the party, basically. Yeah. Uh, which is fun, right? So, like, I like the idea of, like... So... The dragon has, like, a whole bunch of friends that it's, you know, coming... I'm so lonely, coming out of it. Put you in the cage! And then whenever it's threatened, it just, like, <laughs> vomits out some some breath attack on its buddies in order to create some shadows for, for the fight. I love setting... I love the idea of setting the players up for this mm. on, like, unknown to them by, like, the people who have given them the quest to go slay the dragon are like, we've got 20 soldiers we can send with you! Oh! <laughs> and the party would be like, oh, yeah! Oh, yeah, 20 soldiers, that's sure. great! That's oh, my we... God, for, like, a like a CR-16 or CR-18 fight of this. And you just, like, the dragon immediately <laughs> just nukes all of them and turns them into shadow monsters. Oh, my God, that's so good, I love that. <laughs> The party's like, oh god, that breath weapon, that sucked, and looks around and is like, oh no. Oh dang. <laughs>
That's really good. I love that. Uh, I mean, I mean, like for scale for for level. Yeah, twelve uh, soldiers, ten. Yeah, <laughs> but that rocks. I love that. Like, of course, we'll take the help. <laughs> Just, we should have not, we should have just, oh, oh no. man, I'm so going to use that against, <laughs> against you guys, like Good. whoever I'm running D&D for. Absolutely. Because uh, that, <laughs> that rocks. I do love that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is a, a breath, it's a recharge weapon. So my personal caveat is, and I've been thinking about this more and more, is if it is a recharge, I think I like, so rules is written, you're supposed to do it at the beginning of the turn. And the creature can just do it, whatever. More and more, I've I've settled into like do it at the end of the turn and then telegraph that like oh the dragon shadows drip across its mouth. You have one turn before I do this big fucking thing, uh, and that that feels a lot more cool and interesting to me. I get that like D and D is kind of built on reactive play, like oh we've lost our cleric, let's do everything we can to fix it. Yeah, uh, and not so much preemptive like you know preventative play. Uh, but I personally like the telegraphing a bit more. Yeah. Plus, like, it's fun to strategize. Yeah. <laughs> it is sometimes fun to strategize. Yeah. But that's kind of, like, all I can do. Since this is a younger dragon, obviously, like, if it was a different kind of dragon, it'd get a whole bunch of other stuff on on top of that. But, like, for what it is, like, I dig it. Yeah. Right? It's, it's a kind of dragon, like, it's a creature that has a really powerful buff until somebody thinks to destroy it. And this could be done, like, either through research or just using your noggin. Yeah, and now that I've presented that one yeah. idea for the breath weapon, that's uh, quite good. I do very much like it. Uh, I was going to bring up that uh, how shadow dragons were different before, the thing that I always say when mm. we talk about it outside of the show, uh, how the breath weapon it used to put negative levels on the players. Oh, is this in one order of those? To, yeah, the shadow dragon is like the one that does it. Oh, okay. It's a breath weapon that specifically puts negative levels on you <laughs> which is a really fun cool mechanic to me in theory yeah <laughs> i imagine in play it would suck a lot i think it does it's, it's different than what i thought before which is that it just levels you down mm-hmm. there's a specific it's called negative levels mm-hmm. which just kind of lowers your stats doesn't get rid of your features sure um but it is an interesting idea that, like, the breath weapon doesn't do damage to you. It just yeah. kind of makes you weaker. Yeah, it's... So, like, in terms of level down stuff, I... They are a vestige from a different kind of, right? This is yeah. back in the day when, like, oh, I'm gonna roll up a bard, and then the bard dies in two sessions because we're doing dungeon crawls all the time, right? Yeah. I don't think it level down stuff works in this kind of D&D anymore. Uh, but I do like them conceptually. Like, it doesn't even really work in Demon Souls, which is the last thing I can think of that does well, a level down thing. It, it's fixable in D&D. It's not like a permanent negative level thing. Mm. You like greater restoration or whatever, and you're back to normal. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like a debuff. Yeah. But like, yeah, it, it would feel weird and bad, probably, in new D&D. Yeah, in current if you D&D. you were just it... like, your maximum hit points are reduced by 65. Nothing else happens to you. Your strength goes down by 10. Nothing else. And it's like... yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I mean, so this D&D 5e still does it, right? Shadows, which are the thing that summons, uh, they do, like, reduce. They have this special attack that reduces your strength by two. Oh, okay. Uh, so... Every hit, but that regenerates after, like, a short rest or something like that. Gotcha. But it is cool. I mean, like, spoilers for the Shadow episode in t- 25 years. <laughs> uh, 
if your strength gets reduced to zero, you just wither away. Uh, okay. uh, which is quite cool. So it's still a little bit there. Though. Yeah, it's still... Because negative levels, I think it's if you get as many as you have levels, you do just die. Yeah. So... Yeah, so it does still do some of that cool stuff, but I think... Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm fine with... So, I mean, like, even that that is still kind of a threat in this fight. If, oh, yeah. if a bunch of shadows end up getting summoned in, either by, either by a dead friend or a dead NPC uh this the like threat of being leveled down is still there okay and i almost wonder like if it was a like i wonder what the chicken egg thing is for that is is did they make shadows have that power to name check the level down thing or Or did did they they make shadow shadows first and then make shadows to supplement the idea or like did they did they make shadows first and then they were like let's do shadow dragons what's the thing they're known for oh fuck can't do that we already did that in shadows though (laughs) yeah and so so there you go they just death tyrant instead (laughs) who can say but that's generally like the structure of the fight i think like i do really like the idea of bringing in some npcs if not have some just around that can help supplement the fight yeah um i like the idea of so this one clearly doesn't have layer actions or something like that but i do like the idea of giving them like a scroll of darkness or like counterspell or dispel magic or something like that in order to make it like a like a fight for territory like this is the amount of light it we have this range of light here in this size of an arena uh and then the fight becomes like the dragons closing his windows and can't get any more of that sunlight (laughs) in uh so you have to run around and and create more patches of light around the fight just pictured like a dragon a shadow dragon in like a castlevania ass castle all the windows are like curtains <laughs> yeah over curtains them. and it's just the fight is running around opening, opening all the curtains, curtains. <laughs> that rocks i i know that sounds silly but, but i do does, like like I, I dig it and that's perhaps purely because it's a vampire fight kind of thing yeah uh but i do like it yeah <laughs> but that's kind of about it that's kind of what they do i like them quite a bit like again i'm always down for anything that's really strong but has this one really clear weakness yeah uh and i like i like it i like that and i like the shadow breath thing i think it is cool like i'm i'm always down for somebody who brings their own ads so i don't have to worry about it yeah Hmm. and i like the lonely dragon like i like it yeah it's good yeah i like them i hope it's good i hope that the rest of the dragons are are equally as good, even though we're going to spend, like, five minutes talking about each of them. I think the metallic dragons are. Yeah. Chromatic dragons, I'm... Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, chromatic dragons are, like, just murder monsters, but the metallic dragons are quite cool, as I recall. This is sounding an awful lot like devils versus demons in my (laughs) brain, uh, and I look forward to being totally wrong. Well, it's the... For the future, I think chromatic dragons being all evil, they all have the same kind of, like, kill for the mother kind of... Ah, for I already literally I can't think of her name. Uh, Bahamut. No, five dragons. The oh, cr- Typhon. Chromatic. Tachesis. Nope. Typhon. Nope. Mishandra. <laughs> You're nope. We're getting farther away. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Wow. Would you want me to just like holy pull it over? shit? This is killing me. Okay, let me let me take a little look. See. Five headed dragon. Tiamat. Tiamat, Jesus Christ. There we go, Tiamat. Yes, they're all just like, for mother, Tiamat, ah, um, be evil, cause mayhem, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the metallic dragons all have, based on their medals, distinct personalities that are all like, we're good, but humans don't get it because we still fuck with them. Yeah. 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 So, so look forward to that, uh, where we start talking about dragon lore next time.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tooth and Nail. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of Tooth and Nail, I would strongly, strongly suggest you leave a good review on our review box. It's We've put it on top. Just We've nailed it to our doors. I want like a nice little folded paper to put into the review box, uh, and then I'll read it and have smiles. If you didn't like this episode of Tooth and Nail, I'd strongly recommend instead that you go to nerdsmith.org where you'll find a great many things, uh, so many things. There, There is like all kinds of things talking about Dungeons and Dragons. There's all kinds of things talking about non-Dungeons and Dragons. There's all kinds of like music and crafts and uh, actual play podcasts if you need more characters to get invested into or just regular podcasts if you need real life humans to get invested into. <laughs> but... <laughs> Until next time, what's our creature comfort for this one? say, just like, during this time of yeah. staying away from everyone else, just kind of like, do as the shadow dragon does, just go into your, your bed, and just kind of turn off all the lights, and snuggle into the shadows and listen to, I don't know what, Death Cab for Cutie, yeah. Chemical Romance, Whatever. what do the kids listen to nowadays? Yeah. I was gonna suggest you, teens. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to suggest you kidnap someone and put them in your house. <laughs> yeah, make them your friend. Yeah, of make course, them they're in the corner. Force. They're over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Make them listen to Death Cab for Cutie with you. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I cannot imagine a worse hell. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. No, it's a good bad. Sorry. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs>